Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome again to Anointed and Appointed Word Ministry with Brother Norman. I am Brother Norman, and I'll be sharing an anointed and appointed word that will change, challenge, and charge a character to make an impact in this world for the kingdom of God and our Father in heaven. I'd like to special thank to Bishop-elect Stephen and Ann Butterfield, who allows me to come before you every Saturday and break bread with you. Amen. They have a program which comes on every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Eternal Light Broadcast with Bishop-elect Stephen and Ann Butterfield. Let's go every at Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia, where the leaders are Archbishop Ruth W. Smith, who is also the co-founder, and the senior pastor is Pastor Oshabar Hartman with his wife, Lady E. Hartman. They have services every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m. with Sunday school, and 10 a.m. begins at worship service. They have Bible studies every Wednesday, actually every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time. You can call into this number, 917-388-4161, to the Bible study live. They also have Bible studies every Wednesday evenings at their location. That's Light of the World, Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia. You can get on comingtothelight.org. It's comingtothelight.org. Remember tonight, we spring forward. So remember to set your clocks an hour ahead. Hour ahead. We're springing forward tonight. You get up an hour early in the morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Before we get into the word, we're going to hear a song. Amen.
time I want y'all to help us do it. Lift your hands in this atmosphere and say, I am grateful. Have done. Have done. Look at him and tell him, yes, yes I'm grateful the victory that we won. Tell him I could go on and on. About your works. Because I'm grateful. Praise you, Lord. Lift your hands and say, flowing from my heart.
Hallelujah. Anybody grateful this morning? The best part of that song to me is at the end when they start shouting, clapping, praising God, thanking him for everything that they've been through. And I say that because everything that that we've been through, we've been through it. I'll say that again. Everything that we've been through, we've been through it. We came out on the other side. That's a reason to praise him. That's a reason to shout. That's a reason to give him glory. Hallelujah. That's a reason to be grateful. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that he brought me through. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Flowing from my heart. Imagine if it wasn't for God. Just imagine if it wasn't for God. Just just that thought right there should give you a reason to say thank you. Hallelujah. For always being there. For never leaving me, never forsaking me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So grateful. So grateful. Glory to God. Another reason why I'm grateful, just celebrated another birthday. Hallelujah. Mine were on the 7th, March the 7th. My mother's were. Actually, yesterday, hallelujah, so grateful. One coming up on the 14th, I call her my big sis, Dicey. The same day, Bishop-elect Stephen and Anna Butterfield, they'll be celebrating their anniversary. Glory to God. Thank God for them. So we have a birthday and an anniversary on the same day, March the 14th. Actually, next week, next Saturday, I'll be announcing it again that me and my wife, Stephanie, will be celebrating our anniversary. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Grateful. Everybody should be grateful. Just because you woke up this morning, that's a reason to be grateful. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to get into the word, amen. Coming out of the book of Romans. Romans, the first chapter. 
Romans, the first chapter, starting at verse 18. Romans, the first chapter, starting at verse 18. And it reads, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination. Foolish heart was darkened. Says, and their foolish heart was darkened. Now let's go to chapter 2, Romans chapter 2, starting at verse 1. <clears throat> it says, Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever art that judges, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judges doest the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them who commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judges them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance, so thy hardness and impenitent heart treasures unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance in well-doing, seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good, to the Jew first, and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. For there is no respect of persons with God. I want to read Romans 1. Verse 20, 
and Romans 2, verse 1, again. Romans 1, verse 20, and Romans 2, verse 1. And it reads, For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Therefore, thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judges, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same thing. The title of the message this morning is No Excuse. No Excuse. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, once again for watching over us as we lay down the rest. Thank you, Father, for charging your angels to be encamped around the us, protecting us, keeping us in their care, God, watching over us, fighting off all the fiery darts of the enemy. Thank you, Father, for waking us up this morning to see another glorious day you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you, Father, for your word, your word that saves, your word that heals, your word that delivers, your word that sets free all those who are bound and captive in what we call sin. Thank you for your son, Jesus, Father, who you sent to be the propitiation for our sins. To be the example, take the sins of the world to the cross. Thank you, Father, for even allowing Jesus to go to hell for us, God. But he went on a mission to take the keys of hell from Satan, stripping him of all of his power. And thank you, Father, for raising Jesus up on the third day. With all power. And getting that power to us. Saying this power. That I have. I now give unto you. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel. Teaching the nation. Baptizing them. In the name of the father. And of the son and of the holy ghost. And wherever you go, I'm with you, even to the end of the earth. Thank you, Father, for receiving Jesus into heaven with his precious, sinless, conquering blood. And as we shared last week that he's interceding for us, standing in the gap, reminding of his blood that was shed for us. Hallelujah. Thank you for Holy Spirit, his leading, his guidance, his teaching. Thank you for you, Father. Almighty God, our Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for considering us, God, for creating us, for calling us your own 
your sons and your daughters. We thank you and we praise you, Father. Thank you for allowing us to come into your presence once again. Hallelujah. To sit at your feet, to rest on your lap, on your bosom, to hear your heartbeat, to receive what you would have to say to us this morning. And Father, as we receive your word, help us to apply to our lives, to make it personal, God, that we will be better for it and go out into this world and do what you call us to do, to seek and save that which is lost, to share your message, the good news, the gospel. We thank you and we praise you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. No excuse. Everybody, by this time, some way, somehow, have heard the word. Now, there are certain areas in this world where there's no antennas, there's no TV, there's no no radio, there's no technology. But but God uses those who we call missionaries to go to those certain areas. But with the technology that we have today, mostly everybody have at least ran across, even if it was by mistake, but, but, but nothing just so happens. There's no such thing as coincidence. There's an appointed time. But everybody has had a chance to hear the word of God. And it says that it will be the last thing that happens. So so those those missionaries, once they finish their assignment of where God has sent them to go. Once everyone has had a chance to hear the word of God, that's when it says Jesus will return. And we know how long that is. It could be today, it could be tomorrow, next week. We don't know. But think about how fast technology is evolving. It says that we are without use. Let's look at it. Romans 1. 
Romans 1, verse 18 says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. God has placed the truth in our hearts. A, a, a lot of people's hearts has been hardened. But that doesn't mean that the truth is not in it. Because it, it, it says that Satan has blinded the eyes of those who are caught up in the world. Because Verse 10 goes on to say, because that may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. They've already seen it. They've already seen both the goodness of God and the wrath of God. So they've seen both sides of it. And it says, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. We have no excuses now. We have no excuses. I was looking at something. I don't know if you if if, if you are aware of it, but over in Brazil few weeks ago a lightning bolt struck a statue of the image of Jesus it was on top of a mountain and I saw it I, I, I saw I saw the The footage on YouTube, lightning came down statue of the image of Jesus. An event, carnival. And they, they they do it every year normally. But since COVID, twenty nineteen, 
And so for this Was some of the things that that was wrong. You saw images, idols, but one thing that really stood out is they had this. This man portraying Jesus, and they had someone dressed as what we know how the devil looks. Had this. person that was wearing the devil outfit just torturing Jesus dragging him down the road beating on him And so, what doing was making a mockery of Jesus. Because we know that that's not how it happened. So, the way that they portrayed it was the devil was shaming Jesus. And then not long after that, not long after that, they had a a great flood. A great flood. You, you look it up for yourself. So, so lightning struck the statue of the image of Jesus, and then after that, they they still had this celebration of parade. Jesus around making a mockery of him and then right after that it rained so much that there were mudslides flooding all over the place I have to say this God always gives a warning. He always gives us a warning. 
because it's not his will for anyone to perish. It's, it's, it's his will that, that, that everyone will come to the knowledge of God. And accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That's his will. But sin must be judged. Sin must be judged. And so that's why we must be separated from sin. Because as long as we're separated from sin, then that judgment won't come upon us. But sin has to be judged. That's the goodness of God. God is so good that he has to judge sin. That's why it says we are without excuse. Because everyone knows right and wrong. Those those who, who, who are aware, everyone knows right and wrong. And, and and there's there's always that that feeling that that re, that reminding of when we're doing wrong because the truth as it says has been placed in our heart the truth has been placed in our heart but a lot of hearts have been hardened because they have rejected the goodness of God. Romans 2. Romans 2. Romans 2 verse 2 says, but we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. God's judgment is always according to truth. against them which commit such things. So there's, there, there's no excuse. Judgment comes for unrighteousness. Judgment comes for sin. Judgment comes 
for those things which are unholy. Judgment comes for wickedness. And verse 3 says, And thinkest thou this, O man, that judges sin which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Then it goes on to say, In verse 5, but after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasures up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. That's why there's no excuse. Judgment comes for that which is done against the word of God. That's why it comes. Disobedience. Because it's, it's it's been said that that letters in the word Bible, the acronym is for Bible is basic instructions before leaving Earth. So 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 the Bible gives us the basic instructions on how to live before we leave this earth. But everybody does not obey it. Everybody does not follow instructions. And because of that comes the judge disobedience the wrath of God comes to judge the evilness in this world the wickedness the unrighteousness but he always gives us a warning And the reason being is because he's already placed truth in our hearts. And on top of that, he's blessed us with the Bible. It's no excuse because even if someone doesn't have 
a physical Bible. They may have a phone. They may have a computer. They may have an iPad. They have some type of means of putting up the Bible and reading it. That's why there's no excuse. When I saw that event, some some things you see just know that something is going to happen because of this. Some things you know. Because it, it 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 gets to the point where God says enough is enough. It gets to the point where God says enough is enough. And and we we see that in, in Romans one. Romans one. Starting at verse 21, it reads, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Their foolish heart was darkened. Psalms. Psalms, the 14th chapter. Psalms 14, verse 1 says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. That's what the fool has said in his heart. And 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 how do we know? Because of the things that they do, so, so so when I when I saw them making a mockery of Jesus, that was foolishness. That was. Someone being a fool because they're saying in their heart there's no God. They are so corrupt. Says they they have done abominable works. 
And we need to look at that word abominable. God calls something an abomination. Verse 22 says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God. I'm back over in Romans now. Romans 22, Romans 1 and 22 says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And, and, and we just saw the definition of a fool. A fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There are none that do it good. That, that's what a fool is. Verse 23 says, and change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also, this 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 is why I said God gets to a, a, a point where he says enough is enough. Verse 24 says, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie. Remember, God placed the truth in the heart. So, so, so they 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 changed the truth. In, in in verse twenty one, it says that they became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. So they changed the truth of God into a lie. And worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. I said, enough is enough. Judgment has to come and judge wickedness. Judgment has to come and judge wickedness. Wickedness tracks. Judgment. Evilness attracts judgment. Unrighteousness attracts judgment. 
Disobedience attracts judgment. Judgment comes to judge everything that is against the word of God. Verse 26 says, for this cause, for what cause? The hardening of their hearts, their their vain imagination. Changing glory of uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man or to birds, four-footed beasts, or creepy things. What cause? The cause of them changing the truth of God into a lie. Worshiping and serving the creature more than the creator. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections. God gave them up. God never gives up on us, but he will give us up. I'll say that again. God never gives up on us. But he will give us up. He will move his hand. He will never leave nor forsake us. But he will move his hand. That hand that protects us. That hand that that leads and guides us. And once he moves his hand, there's no protection. Now, someone has to stop what they're doing. And make the way to God. They have to repent. They have to turn away what they're doing from the lifestyle that they're living, from the things that they're caught up in. have to turn away from that and turn towards God. 
always. Give warning. He always gives warning. And for, for, for those who are aware, for those who understand, for those who know that he's a jealous God, They recognize the warning because warnings come for reasons. Warnings come for reasons. And that reason is That reason is judgment is on the way. The warning is to let us know that judgment is coming. Therefore, we are without excuse. No one can say they didn't know because he always warned us. It says, warning comes before destruction. Whenever we see a warning, no judgment is coming. So what we have to do is be in a place of protection from that judgment. And that place from judgment Is in Jesus. The place of protection is in Jesus. That warning is a sign of God's goodness. That's him letting us know that judgment is about to come. That's that's how good he is. Romans 2, verse 4. Despises Thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads thee to repentance. 
That's what the warning is for. The warning is a sign of his goodness. And his goodness is there to lead people to repentance. So once we see the warning, that's when repentance should happen. Because after the warning comes So God warns us to give a time to repent before judgment comes. It says, but after the hardness and impenitent heart treasures up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath of the righteousness judgment of God who will render to every man according to his deeds. There's no excuse. There's no excuse to them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. That's what warning is for. That's, that's what his goodness is for. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But glory, honor, and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of persons with God. There's no respect of persons with God. That's why he gives us the warning. Why he shows us his goodness. Because no matter who you are, if you caught up in Foolishness, righteousness, and evilness, and wickedness, and disobedience. Judgment is coming. So now that we have been warned, there is no excuse. Father, thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. 
Thank you for your love, God. Thank you for your forgiveness, Father. Thank you for your salvation, Father. And thank you, Father, for sending us your son, Jesus. That if we only receive him as our Lord and Savior, we will be protected from your wrath, from your judgment, from destruction. Thank you and we praise you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. No excuse. Love you. God bless you. Talk to you next week. Anointed and appointed word ministries with Brother Norman Woodard.